0: Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1220, air date May 28, 2023. Hello, everyone. Good evening. It's Dr. Shiva Yadurai. It's uh, Sunday, May 28th. Um, it's a little bit after 9.45. Uh, we're going to be doing a very uh, important discussion today um, on Henry Kissinger, who I believe. Uh, and as a factual will show, he's really what I call the Fauci of foreign policy, the Fauci of foreign policy. The guy is actually a war criminal. And over the years, um, as usual, the media and those the elites in power have tried to recharacterize this war criminal as some great statesman, but he isn't. So we're gonna review that. Many of you know that um, uh, in 2020, it was my effort as a scientist and systems biologist. So I was the first one to call out Fauci at a time when people like um, all the grifters you see out there waited until 2021, be it Rand Paul, be it all these doctors, be it Robert Kennedy was supporting lockdowns. It was my effort and the, and the effort of the Movement for Truth, Freedom, and Health, uh, which is really the effort that exposed Fauci way ahead. And if these other people really aren't on our side, but and they would never have done it, but had they done it using their megaphones, we could have had a very different effect in 2020, 2021. Before I start, I want to mention to everyone. everyone, as, as all of you know, we're being heavily shadow banned on all of these platforms, particularly Twitter and Facebook. Elon Musk is not an agent of free speech. He's a complete scumbag. You can go read all my tweets and my Facebook um, posts about him. So I encourage all of you to um, like um, the post here or like uh, this video, share it and subscribe to it if you're on YouTube or hit the notification so, so you um, get uh, access to us. And it's one of the ways that we can overcome the censor. But as I mentioned, I'm running for United States president. The reason I'm running for president is because I believe that we need a significant paradigm shift. As I've shared when I launched our campaign, one of the most important things that's taken place in the United States is that the life expectancy of Americans is nosediving. The other industrialized nations are going up and up starting in 1980. Uh, Around 1980, our uh, life expectancy started going the other way, completely completely Uh, antithetical to what uh, the United States uh, claims uh, or the elites in the United States claim that they stand for. So here's a 30 trillion dollar economy, the number one uh, highest GDP in the world. And the life expectancy in the United States is going down. So if you have a child or you have children, they're expected to live less than you. It's quite extraordinary. Um, what I uh, will be talking about as I discuss Kissinger in any of my videos is you'll understand that it's the policies of the left and the right, the bipartisan policies of the left and the right that have resulted in devastation to not only the American working people, but the working people of the world. And so it's time we uh, reckon with that and choosing the lesser of two evils is not going to uh, change anything. So anyway, before I start, I want to uh, let all of you know um, that I'm running for president. And I want to uh, share with you uh, the video that we have that announces my campaign and I'll give you sort of an overview of my origin, where I came from. But again, to those of you joining, uh, this is a discussion that we're having on Henry Kissinger, the Fauci of foreign policy. Again, before I start, let me play you our uh, video for my run for president. Thank you. Who would have ever thought I'd be running for president of the United States of America? I was born a low caste, untouchable in India's caste system a system of aristocracy, oppression, and racism. My name is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. I'm an MIT PhD, a Fulbright Scholar, a scientist, engineer, entrepreneur, and inventor. My family and I left India to come to America on my seventh birthday. I grew up in the working-class neighborhoods of New Jersey, playing baseball, mowing lawns, painting houses, and coding software. My friends and neighbors are blacks, Italians, Irish, people of all races. As a 14-year-old, I wrote 50,000 lines of software code to create the world's first email system and was awarded the first U.S. copyright for email, recognizing me as its official inventor at a time when copyright was the only way to protect software inventions. I did that long before I ever came to MIT, revealing that big innovations can occur anytime, anyplace by anybody. Growing up, I saw politicians dividing us by race and religion in both America and India, to have us fighting each other while they remain safe in their gated communities and in their playgrounds of Hollywood, Martha's Vineyard and Silicon Valley. I'm a fighter, I fought racism and exposed their imperialist wars, fought for workers and put my life on the line against global corruption. I never wanted to run for political office. All that changed when I saw working Americans as never before being duped by the establishment and the not-so-obvious establishment across left and right. We were being sold out and made to forget why we came to America and why America existed. Lawyers, academics, billionaires, celebrities and politicians, elites, Clintons, Kennedys, Bidens, Obamas, Bushes, black and white have hijacked America. They've printed trillions for their friends. they delivered crumbling infrastructure, corruption and racism. They've transferred trillions to themselves, dividing black and white, fearmongering and fake science, lockdowns and censorship, dirty air, food and water pushing drugs upon us, making us sicker, we've been sold out, one set of rules for them and another for us, we deserve a warrior with a history of courage in putting everything on the line for you, who believes in you, not them, who has created a movement bottoms up for truth, freedom, health, I've exposed their lies at the right time, never waiting until it was popular, I've exposed their false gods, who exist to lead you back to them. I've exposed their fake signs of lockdowns and masking and provided you solutions to fight them and win and protect your immune system, saving millions. I exposed Fauci, galvanized the fire Fauci campaign when others remained silent. When they stole our election, we sued the government and Twitter in our historic 2020 federal lawsuit, exposing in bare view the government and big tech censorship infrastructure, the unholy alliance between government and social media companies. Where was Elon and his grifters? They stood by the sidelines and did nothing. They did not use their megaphones to help us when it could have made a big difference. Now our movement grows for truth, freedom, health, independent of all of them. Every day millions are learning the science of systems, the knowledge the elites do not want you to have so you may learn how to think, stand up, and fight, independent of the establishment of left and right and their fake heroes. Now it's time for you to join the movement, to win back America, to win back truth win back freedom win back your health that's why i'm running for president of the united states this race is about you this race is about truth freedom health versus power profit control we've had enough they think we'll fall in line and vote again for their lawyers celebrities billionaires and chosen ones from above we choose our heroes from below from the rank and file who do what is right at the right time not when it's convenient and popular they can never represent us what america needs is a movement by the working people for the working people, who are educated, organized, decentralized, and fight for independence from their systems of control. And that movement exists. It's ready for you. We don't need them. We need us to go bottoms up, neighbor to neighbor. My journey, your journey are all the same. It's our time. It's time we had one of us. It's time to win back truth, freedom, health, to win back America. Be part of this historic movement all the way to our victory on November 5th, 2024. If you're an American citizen, Pledge your vote now for Dr. Shiva Ayyadurai, the independent candidate for U.S. president. No matter where you live, you can be a part of this. Volunteer as little as 20 minutes a day. Don't delay. This is Dr. Shiva Ayyadurai, and I approve this message. Paid for by Dr. Shiva for president. All right, everyone. Uh, welcome. Uh, good evening. This is Dr. Shiva Ayyadurai. We're going to have a very detailed historical uh, discussion education on the war criminal known as Henry Kissinger. Um, he is really the war criminal of both left and right, as you're going to learn. Um, this guy should uh, be in prison. And uh, however, he has survived into 100 years old because of bipartisan support. That's how Henry Kissinger has survived, because he's backed by the left and the right. And you're going to understand that before I end. Same way that Fauci. Was backed by the left and the right. To those of you who are just joining us, uh, today's talk is entitled um, uh, "Is entitled uh, Henry Kissinger the Fauci of Foreign Policy?" The Fauci of Foreign Policy. Now, why do I call him the Fauci of Foreign Policy? Many of you may know. In 2020, as a systems biologist who's got a bunch of degrees from MIT, my PhDs in the field of systems biology with a focus on the immune system. I was the first one to call out Fauci. Um, none of the other presidential candidates running right now did anything. In fact, people like Robert Booby F. And Kennedy was promoting lockdowns in 2020. You can go look at it. Then he stole a lot of my material. And because he's essentially an agent of the deep state, started writing books, acting. He's essentially an actor. The Kennedys are all actors. Um, they are the controlled opposition. Wrote a book called The Real Anthony Fauci. Now he's got a book coming out called The Real uh, Um Robert Kennedy, and he uses the word truth warrior. You know, our movement, we call people warriors. Anyway, this guy's a scumbag. Uh, Kennedy supported Fauci's policies. And if you look at Fauci himself, Fauci's been around since Ronald Reagan through left and right. If you look at the health uh, situation of the uh, citizen of the United States, the life expectancy um since 1980 has been tanking, and that's around when Fauci came into power in the United States, (coughs) appointed by Reagan. And he's been there ever since, through Reagan, through Bush, through Clinton, through Obama, uh, through Trump, right, and uh, all the way through Biden. So the important thing to understand is that the elite politicians and the elites get advised by these so-called quote-unquote intellectuals. And if you notice that presidents come and go, and a guy like Fauci has always been there. And in 2020, I called out Fauci because as a scientist, as a systems biologist, as a biological engineer, I could see that this guy was a complete fraud. It was Fauci who in the uh, late 80s and 90s, um, uh, along with Robert Gallo, promoted the entire HIV AIDS uh, conflation, which is a whole nother story uh, that we can talk about the fraud that took place there, but it's fundamentally um, uh, Fauci uh, is, uh, you know, to public health what um, Kissinger is to foreign policy. Now, Kissinger's background, uh, you have to recognize, goes, in fact, before Fauci. I put a poll up today, um, in fact, yesterday, I put a poll up asking people who was a guy who opened the door and allowed this demon Kissinger into the white house. And I put up four choices. I gave people the choice of um, Eisenhower. I said, uh, Johnson, Kennedy, or Nixon. And it was fascinating. Most people thought it was Nixon. All right. And um, no one knew it was John F. Kennedy who brought the demon into the white house, John F. Kennedy and uh, Kissinger both come from Harvard. In fact, The Kennedy School of Government, the Harvard Kennedy School of Government, which is now really the CIA think tank of the East, um, is named after John F. Kennedy. And that's a place where uh, Kissinger has very, very close alliances. All right. So all these people are one. So we really need to recognize that right now, a Saturday day before uh, yesterday was Kissinger's 100th birthday. And you could see both wings of the establishment, you know, you know, talking about how great this guy is, but we need to remind people who he really is. And to give you uh, my personal uh, history with this, um, two very important things I'll talk about is that, you know, when I first came to the United States, I came here as a seven-year-old kid in 1970, um, left India on December 2nd on my seventh birthday, literally landed in the United States on December 5th, three days later. And growing up in New Jersey, where I grew up, um, most of TV at that time was the Vietnam War. Anyone over the age of uh, 50, nearing 60, or you know, in that age will uh, remember this. You just saw pictures of body bags, pictures of helicopters, pictures of fights, you know, um, and you saw two characters consistently on TV. You would see Nixon and you would see this other guy, Henry Kissinger, you know, um, and he was. Paraded all over media as some great intellectual. Now, to those of us who first saw Kissinger on TV, and many of us associated Kissinger with Nixon. In fact, it was called Nixinger. There was a idiom they would call that's how tied it they, they were at the hip. And the Republicans at that time would blame the Vietnam War on Johnson. Okay. Um, and so most of us, if you didn't have a chance to really dwell into the history you thought Johnson was the one who started the Vietnam War, all right? Um, so there was this a continued effort by the quote-unquote conservative right wing to always blame the Democrats for starting war, uh, meaning not specifically Johnson. And um, and uh, J- JFK was left out of this equation because, as Seymour Hirsch showed, that the Kennedys' entire existence is based on propaganda, propaganda, propaganda. When you have Ted Kennedy who murdered a woman here in Chappaquiddick and got to be senator, John F. Kennedy was one of the most reckless people on the planet, as Seymour Hirsch has pointed out in his uh, book, but they created through massive PR this concept of Camelot as though he was a dub, as though, you know, um, speeches, by the way, he never wrote any of his speeches, books, which he never wrote, Um, but the Kennedys are essentially one big PR propaganda machine. So, as you studied history a little bit closer, you really started to understand the origin of the Vietnam War. And I think it's important to review that because that's where Henry Kissinger did most of his war crimes starting there. But one of the things we need to understand is, let me just share with you a little bit of history. Um, We need to understand the background on how the Vietnam War and all of this um, horrible stuff started, okay? So, one of the things we need to understand is that, The Vietnam War really began, um, the the origins of it go to a little bit after World War II. Um, If you may remember, after World War II, the French tried to really reestablish, you know, their colonial control over Vietnam. Um, Now, um, the most strategic of the three states comprising what was known as a former Indochina, which included Cambodia, Vietnam, and Laos, was Vietnam. So you had Indochina, which included Cambodia, Vietnam, and Laos. You can Google it and see where all this is. But Vietnam was considered the most strategic um, for the French. However, following the defeat of the French, right, um, Vietnam was partitioned by the Geneva Accords in 1954 um, into two parts. So Vietnam, you had communist North Vietnam and South Vietnam. All right. So you had North and South Vietnam. And that was from the Geneva Accords. Uh, of 1954. Um, And South Vietnam was uh, non-communist, but it was also divided on religious and political lines. Now, the United States uh, supported the military government in South Vietnam at the time and the decision of the South Vietnamese leader, um, Diem, uh, who prevented free elections, okay, So the United States, which claims it's for democracy, did not allow the South Vietnamese leader or supported the South Vietnamese leader, uh, uh, Diem, to prevent free elections. So think about what I'm saying. The the so-called American imperialism, imperialists, which talk about spreading democracy all over the world, supported the South uh, Vietnamese leader, Diem, to prevent free elections because he was afraid that that. Uh, it might u- uh, result in unification of the com- country uh, with North Vietnam. And in an effort to take over South Vietnam, um, the, the, the North, the, the communists in the North, uh, led by Ho Chi Minh, were supporting guerrilla attack, uh, uh, attacks on the South. So the Geneva Accords quickly started to crumble. So this is where America comes in. And America was developing this theory called the domino theory, okay, of foreign policy. Um, and that was based on containing, quote-unquote, communism. And, 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 and the theory was that if one country fell to communism, the surrounding countries would also fall like dominoes. So um, Eisenhower, Ike, um, was concerned that if Vietnam fell under communist control, then other Southeast Asia, uh, Asian and Pacific nations, including even the Philippines, would fall one by one. And, and so in response to that threat, Uh, what ended up happening was the Southeast Treaty Organization, like NATO, was called Southeast Asia Treaty Organization, Southeast Asia Treaty Organization, CETO, S-E-A-T-O, was formed in 1955 by the U.S. So just like what occurred after World War II in Europe, NATO, North Atlantic Treaty Organization, the U.S. gets involved and creates a Southeast Asia Treaty Organization, and that was formed to, to prevent Uh, communist expansion, okay? Now, when that was done, what Eisenhower did was he sent a small group of advisors, 500 advisors. Kissinger was nowhere in the picture yet. He was over at Harvard doing his PhD and teaching over there, um, learning, you know, or uh, learning his demonic ways, or getting philosophized in his demonic ways. And one of his, uh, Kissinger's uh, mentors a guy called o- or, or Oswald Spengler. Okay, and you can look him up. Um, but anyway, uh, and we'll come back to that. But fundamentally, um, Eisenhower, following this domino theory, um, sent about uh, uh, 700 military personnel uh, and some military and economic aid to the government of South Vietnam because um, their concern. Remember what the, what the U.S. was doing. We weren't supporting free elections, South Vietnam because many of the South Vietnamese actually wanted to be part of North Vietnam, right? Um, So we wanted to um, uh, be undemocratic in South Vietnam. So the North Vietnamese uh, were carrying out guerrilla attacks against the South Vietnamese government, um, which was set up, uh, you know, some artificial line was drawn by the Geneva Accords and backed by the US. So Eisenhower sent 700 military personnel there, All right? So, So that's one important um, understanding we have to know. Now, let's now talk about what happened on February 28th, 1961. February 28th, 1961. So here you have Kennedy, and we have to be very clear. John F. Kennedy and all the Kennedys, they're basically mafia. Um, You have booby effing Kennedy running right now. He's part of this deep state infrastructure. I've been the only one to expose him over and over again, starting in 2020. I took a lot of heat from all these quote unquote, bougie, uh, uh, quote unquote, anti-vax moms who think they know Booby, they call him Bobby. And, but the reality is Bobby Kennedy, he supports full vaccination of all Americans. He supported lockdowns. You, He speaks from one side and does another, okay? He says he's for full vaccination, he vaccinated all of his kids uh, with all the 69 vaccines. And then he'll go on to rail in the same video I put out there, that how the CDC is corrupt, and now he's going to somehow have them create safe vaccines. The guy's full of shit, okay? But anyway, the Kennedys are all full of shit. And, you have to, and it's hard to, to get over this brainwashing because the amount of propaganda that they put in. But the propaganda that most people think was Nixon is the one who brought in Kissinger. No, it was in 1961, Kennedy, with open arms, brings Kissinger into the White House, you know, to have a part-time job. And starting in 1961, that's when all uh, the foreign policy crimes of Kissinger begin. So he appoints Kissinger as a consultant for foreign appa- affairs. And Kissinger, uh, you know, uh, legally could only spend a few days a week in the White House. Um, but he was kept a bay of everything uh, by his um by, by, his, uh, by, uh, you know, uh, by what was going on in the White House. And he earned influence over many of the president's policies. So though he was going shuttling between Harvard and the White House, he had gotten his claws into the White House. And Kennedy, graduate of Harvard, Kissinger, graduate of Harvard, both Harvard alumni, um, started collaborating together. And what did they do? So um, three months after uh, uh, Kissinger's brought in, uh, uh, John F. Kennedy authorizes sending 500 special forces. And let me just give you a very, very important idea, a very important insight into Kissinger. Kissinger um, was uh, a student of this guy, Oswald Spengler, who supported Hitler um, and then did not support him. It's a very interesting story. But um, but Kissinger uh, was also a, a student of philosophy, but he was a uh what I what I would say a very uh um, disturbed student of philosophy, existential philosophy, but he came to build his own philosophical model called relativistic realism, which basically said the end justifies a means, that you make up truth as you want. This is at the core of Kissinger. His value system is truth really doesn't matter. the end justifies a means. And you can go do your own reading about him, but this comes from much of the German, um, what you can call existential philosophy, which uh, Kissinger took and warped it a little bit to basically justify and rationalize internally. And that's why I call him a devil, a demon, because rationalization is what the devil does. And that rationalization was that the end justifies a mean and truth doesn't matter. You, in fact, create whatever, quote unquote, truth you want. So think about what I'm saying. And that is Uh, That was very, very favorable, as you're going to realize, to the elites left and right. But this is all brought to you by this demon called Henry Kissinger, who um, John F. Kennedy uh, openly allowed into the White House because John F. Kennedy himself is an imperialist. Okay, Um, so that's what we need to understand. Yes, Fauci, someone said, is a murderous fraud. And you're going to realize that Kissinger is a murderous fraud to the power of infinity. Okay, Um, in many, many ways. All right. So, um, so you have to understand Kissinger's background, but it was Kennedy who brought him into the White House. All right. So after he brings him to the White House in May, Kennedy authorizes sending 500 more special forces and military advisors to assist the pro-Western government in South Vietnam. Now, by the end of '62, it escalated to there were nearly 11,000 military advisors in South Vietnam. 11,000 military advisors in South, so went from, uh, so you can see, first they sent in 500, and then because of Kissinger's influence, and Kennedy wholeheartedly accepted, 11,000 military advisors are in South Vietnam, um, and that year alone, um, 16, 1962, 53 military personnel are killed, so U.S. personnel are starting to engage, so as Seymour Hirsch has made it clear when people blame Johnson or Nixon for the war, no. It was Kennedy who really escalated and started the war in Vietnam. If 53 military personnel have been killed, that's a war, okay, US personnel. And then um, Kennedy um, also sent more military advisors to support the South Vietnamese Vietnamese Army. And so by the end of 1963, the numbers had risen up to 16,000, okay? So let's get that clear. It was Kennedy, who brought in Kissinger in February of 1961, Kissinger and Kennedy come together and they literally start the war in South Vietnam. And it's, uh, you have to just look at the facts. They went from uh, 700 advisors with Eisenhower to then 16,000. And you have us personnel, at least 50, 60 of them getting killed. All right. So that is a facts about uh, the Kennedy Kissinger relationship. How Kissinger comes in. Let's now look at why I call, and many people who actually look at the facts and have talked about this, consider um, Kissinger a complete war criminal. Let's look at the reality. Well, what did he do in Vietnam, right? Um, once, he, once Nixon comes in, Kissinger has a full-time job there. And in, in his first two years in office, uh, he helped Nixon sabotage the Vietnamese peace talks. And he did this for his own political game. And then he expanded the war uh, into Laos and Cambodia, which are the other two parts of Indochina. And you can read about all the uh, bombings, the secret bombings hid, uh, hid, um, that were taking place in uh, Cambodia. And this, the, the the by sabotaging the Vietnamese peace talks, which really helped the military industrial academic complex sell more weapons because they could have ended this war much sooner, this ended up having a very, very destabilizing effect. Um, and which gave rise to the Khmer Rouge, okay? And now everyone knows the Khmer Rouge, and um, killed up to 2 million people, okay? 2 million people died at the hands of the Khmer Rouge. All that could have been stopped if he did not sabotage the Vietnamese peace talks. And he also advocated the bombing of, you know, in Laos and Cambodia, and in his own words, anything that moves. And you can see all those crazy pictures from Vietnam, um, or Cambodia at that time and it was Kissinger who authorized those bombings so he he basically devastated Vietnam he devastated the people of Vietnam but more importantly poor working-class Americans were sent to Vietnam 17 18 year old kids not the wealthy elites from the Republicans and Democrats but poor uh, working-class kids were set to fight this war that did not need to be fought to fight quote-unquote communism you know 1020. 10, 15,000 miles away and all of this was brought to you by Kissinger okay the demon Kissinger did he stop with Vietnam no um, this guy continued his war crimes um, if you go to Pakistan in 1971 it was Kissinger who backed Pakistan its war against Bangladesh despite evidence of massive massacre and rape he continued that remember Pakistan separated from India and then you had East and West Pakistan. Um, and so you had this division between Pakistan and Bangladesh. But again, Kissinger was right in the center of that, backing the war in Pakistan, supporting massive massacre and rape of the people of Bangladesh. Now let's go to the other, uh, back to the other hemisphere in, in South America, Chile. Um, some of you may want to study this on your own, but 1973, it was Kissinger who orchestrated the military coup against a democratically elected Allende. So Allende, was popularly elected by the people of Chile. He was loved by the people, and he was doing policies which wanted to support his people. You know, Anna, anaconda mines, um, was the copper mines in Chile, and they were completely abusing the workers. U.S. Um, imperial interests, uh, imperialist interests didn't like this. So um, uh, it was Kissinger who uh, executed a coup in 1973, and he installed this crazy dictator, General Pinochet. And if you wanna read about what happened to these young people who protested Pinochet, they were shot and then literally buried into a stadium. Okay, cemented into a stadium. This is what Henry Kissinger supported. So you have to understand my growing up in the 70s and getting politically, uh, doing a lot of my own political research, this guy Kissinger was to me in my views, a complete war criminal. And so I find it amazing in the recent uh, couple of articles I've read, oh, you know, the statesman, he's 100 years old. It's unbelievable, this guy, actually, it's believable that he got the Nobel Peace Prize. We know what the Nobel Peace Prize is. It's one section of the elites um, patting the back of another section of the elites. But uh, I just wanted to share with you. So not only Vietnam, Pakistan, then Chile, he literally uh, orchestrated a military coup against a democratically elected Allende, okay? Then you go over to Indonesia, back to um, the Southeast Asia. In 1965, um, while he was Secretary of State, he lent his support to a guy called Suharto, President Suharto of Indonesia, who himself was a rabid despot, and he was already responsible for mass killings of not just thousands, hundreds of thousands, In the deadly conquest of East Timor, E A S T T I M O R. Go study that. And so it was Kissinger who um, enabled Suharto, enabled that dictatorship in 1975. So when you look at this, within a few short years, uh, first he was in the Kennedy administration starting the Vietnam War. Then under the Nixon administration, within a few short years, he masterminded the illegal bombings of Laos and Cambodia and enabled genocide in both East Timor and East Pakistan, okay? And we're not talking about some minor things. I mean, this was serious genocide that Kissinger did. All right, then you can go to the Middle East, okay? In Cyprus, it was Kissinger himself who proposed an intervention in Cyprus. And he summed up his philosophy saying, um, uh, the illegal we do immediately, the unconstitutional takes a little longer, okay? So if it's you know you can do stuff illegally fast. If it's unconstitutional, it takes a little longer. And obviously we know it was Kissinger who advised um, you know uh, the Mujah, you know backing the Mujahideen in Afghanistan, which gave eventually rise to what we have now, the Taliban. And growing up in the '80s at MIT, I led many uh, uh, demonstrations uh, against the U.S. secret war in Central America. But it was Kissinger who created the entire Contras. And that whole strategy. One of the things I want to just let you know I don't have the flyers, but it was 1980. I led one of the biggest demonstrations in Boston at Tufts University where we created a flyer exposing, as I'm doing now, this war criminal, uh, Henry Kissinger. And our little flyer, we distributed it all over um, Boston. And he was going to, Kissinger was planning on coming to speak at the Fletcher School of Law and Diplomacy, another a CIA think tank like the Kennedy School or like Stanford. And we put out so many of these flyers all over Boston. The scumbag Kissinger got scared and he ran. In fact, the Boston Globe reported him saying, our newspaper was called a student. He goes, because of the abuse I received in the student, he decided not to come. So think about the effect our little flyer had bottoms up. We chased away Henry Kissinger from Boston. It was a big, big victory, but I just want to let you know, Uh, I've been an activist on the ground most of my life since about uh, 15, 16 years old. So uh, that's why I really encourage all of you um, to get involved in in the movement um, that we are building for truth, freedom, and health. Our movement for truth, freedom, and health is a bottoms up movement, and we teach people how to think, how to fight not only the obvious establishment, but the not so obvious establishment. I have a a lot more stuff I want to speak on Kissinger, but before I do that, I just want to share with you. My video that we put together that really explains why we need to build a bottoms up movement and what the movement for truth, freedom, health is. But we still have another 20 minutes to go on exposing the scumbag Kissinger. But I do want you to listen to this video on the movement for truth, freedom, health. I encourage all of you to get involved because the only way out of this is not voting for left or right, but building a bottoms up movement. My run for president is a complete paradigm shift. It's about you. Becoming a leader in your community and getting the tools and the movement for truth freedom, and health gives you those tools So let me share that with you. We have allowed our country to be taken over from within and the end goal is you will have a homogenized world Where we will become slaves Because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you Deep down inside them that you don't deserve the freedoms you have They don't. This reality is what people need to wake up to. And we need to all unite working people. There's only one movement that can do that. And that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the movement for truth, freedom, and health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four-year-old kid, studying revolutionary movements, left wing, right wing. There is a physics. There's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution. And that's why I put this together. study that they'll get certified that they'll go do activities on the ground so go to truthfreedomhelp.com as many of you know in the videos i do i like to take a systems approach in exposing the problem. Uh, A systems approach means drawing interconnections and parallels. So we began this discussion very briefly. I've done probably 50 videos exposing Fauci. You can go back to 2020. But Fauci has been this policymaker for nearly 40 years, 50 years, right? Um, Kissinger's been there for nearly 60 plus years. So it's fascinating to see how these quote-unquote academic elites remain whether presidents come and go, because ultimately the academic elites are like the Brahmins of the old caste system of India. They remain there and they advise the politicians and the kings, right? But they are ultimately a representative of the bipartisan elites. And we're going to talk more about that. One of the things I just wanted to post here is right there. You can see every Thursday at 11 a.m. EST and 8 p.m. EST, I do an open house. And it's invite all of you guys to get trained on how you can become truth freedom and health warriors the only way real change as a video said occurs is when we organize bottoms up our run for uh president of the United States is completely different we're not looking for any um uh, you know all, any of the mainstream media to support us we know they won't we are building this truly bottoms-up movement but there's a science there's a physics so go to uh, truthfreedomhealth.com become a warrior scholar or directly support the campaign and anytime you contribute to the campaign um, I like to be uh, uh, I, I, it's hard for me to take something for nothing but when you support our campaign we'll give you a lot of tools um, uh, like my books and all those kind of things that can help you uh, become a champion for truth for and health and become a uh, truth for and health warrior scholar so anyway let's get back to the scumbag the war criminal Henry Kissinger so we've discussed very briefly and to those of uh, you joining the talk today, is on uh, Henry Kissinger, you know the Fauci of foreign policy. Many of you know I've shared a lot about Fauci, uh, what a criminal he is. But Henry Kissinger is Fauci to the power of infinity in some level. Okay, um, but let's go back and let's really discuss the fact that here uh, Kissinger was brought in by the other uh, imperialist uh, Kennedy, who really started the Vietnam War. It wasn't started by Johnson. It wasn't started by Eisenhower. It was started by Kennedy. The others simply escalated. But Kennedy's the one who brought in Kissinger in February 1961, who advised him to escalate this war. Kissinger has no morals. His entire philosophic base is built on a hellish model of the ends justify the means. And by the way, um, someone didn't listen to me carefully. Uh, When I talked about his, one of his mentors was Spengler, doesn't mean he met with him. Uh, A lot of his writings and talks is what Kissinger imbued, so please get that clear, okay? Uh, Spengler was uh, before, probably a generation before um, Kissinger, but he absorbed much of his philosophical teachings. All right, so let's go back and, and look at, um, so we've talked about the fact that Kissinger, um, you know, got his chop sweat, starting this brutal war in Vietnam, killing that resulted in uh, many Americans dying, working-class people, and a lot of people, in Indochina suffering. Then he went and backed, um, uh, uh, screwed up uh, Pakistan. Then he screwed up Chile. Then he screwed up Indonesia, um, Afghanistan. And then obviously this war he conducted against a illegal war um, uh, with Reagan. And then obviously the Iraq war also. Now Kissinger's philosophy was really the ends justified the means. He has a massive contempt for human life and everything he pursues was really for the interests of American imperialists, not for working people, but for the people that he serves. And who are these people? Um, Who are these people? Well, we have to understand that uh, these people came from the left and the right, okay? And the left and the right, you're going to see very carefully, Democrats and Republicans are both behind him. Um, Kissinger was really the one who started this term bipartisanship. Bipartisanship is a buzzword means that both wings of the establishment are going to screw you really good. And that's what he developed. That means the left and the right are coming together as one. And that's what we keep. We've we've said that uh, a part of that philosophy that they brainwash people in every election cycle is you got to vote for the lesser of two evils. All right. And this was all brought to you by Henry Kissinger. Now the elites promoted him like a, uh, you know, uh, a pop icon. Okay. And, um, uh, they, in fact, uh, you know, newspapers um, in the '70s to call him the sex symbol of the Nixon administration. Hugh Hefner had him over at the Playboy Mansion, right? All the people along the Beltway, you know, he was considered the Playboy of the West Wing, and he and and Kissinger loved to be photographed by the so-called liberal media, who he claimed he didn't like, um, and and uh, he was he was always in the gossip pages, right? Um, and he always had these, you know, uh, you know, uh, affairs with famous women, and he would make sure that spilled over. A very famous one he had was with this actress, Jill St. John, and uh, apparently the alarm went off at her Hollywood mansion one night, And uh, and, you know, as they were swimming in their pool, and he said he was teaching her chess. But all of this gossip he loved, he loved being a pop icon, and he hated the anti-war movement. He called the anti-war demonstrators demonstrators you know upper middle class college kids but and he attacked the quote-unquote liberal elites but the 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 hypocrisy is Kissinger also hung out with the liberal elites and their high society and he loved to go to all their dinners and their parties in in Hollywood and New York and uh, Gloria Steinem you know the um, the liberal elite woman who, quote unquote, fights for feminism when it's really not real feminism she fights for. She fights for bourgeois feminism. It's all another discussion. And and Gloria Steinem was enamored by uh, Kissinger, right? And she said he's the only interesting man in, in the Nixon administration. You had gossip colonists, you know, describing him as humorous and worldly and sophisticated and, and a cavalier with women, right? Uh, Hugh Hefner considered him a friend and and said that he was... He was the most widely desired dates. Uh, he was mostly uh, he was most widely desired for dates at the Playboy Mansion. So all these liberal elites, left and right, loved him. Um, when Kissinger turned ninety, for example, in twenty thirteen, he had a red carpet birthday party. Now, who attended that party? Michael Bloomberg, Roger Ailes, right wing guy. Left uh, Michael Bloomberg, left wing guy. Barbara Walters, left wing, um, and even John Kerry. John Kerry was supposedly an anti-war protester. He was also there, you know, bowing down to Kissinger. Clinton and McCain showed up at his birthday party, you know, and they made toasts. Um, McCain, who, you know, and there's all this controversy about McCain, who spent more than five years as a POW, described Kissinger as a great man. And he said how the, the, you know, the the Vietnam um, um, uh, War, you know, was enormously impactful on both their lives. And... At that birthday party 10 years ago, you know what Kissinger talked about? And he praised bipartisanship, bipartisanship. Write that down. That means, hey, the left and right elites, McCain and Clinton and Barbara Walters, all these people, left and right, are all my friends and we all work together. So at his birthday party 10 years ago, all the elites showed up. And that is openly they're telling you to your face, we all work together together. We all work together to expand US imperialism for our friends. We don't give a damn about poor people all over the world. We will use poor people in America as cannon fodder to go fight poor people elsewhere to expand markets for the elites. That is what Kissinger did. And what's fascinating is the left wing loves Fauci, a scumbag, and the right wing promotes Kissinger. It's really fucked up. Okay, excuse my language. But the left and the right, when it comes to Kissinger, are blatantly one. And that uh, birthday party really says it, you know, says it all. In fact, at that birthday party, um, you know, in fact, bipartisanship was how uh, Kissinger, he really embodied that bipartisanship, meaning not bipartisanship for working people, bipartisanship for the elites. In fact, at that party, Condoleezza Rice, Donald Rumsfeld, two other warmongers, were there um, along with guests who also showed up at that birthday party? Hillary Clinton, McCain, Bill Clinton, and they all came there to praise the scumbag. And they all said, "Oh, you know how the world really loves um, Henry Kissinger." You know, um, McCain uh, in, in the speech said, "I know of no individual is more respected in the world than Henry Kissinger." This is absolutely false. Most of the world hates Henry Kissinger, and this is why. When people go around the world and if you have an American passport, this is why most of other people hate America because of Henry Kissinger, not because of other reasons, but because of the policies that Kissinger put forward across left and right. It was Henry Kissinger who created this disdain from America. In fact, in 2002, OK, there there are several countries uh, 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 that that. Uh, that he avoids visiting because of fear that he may be apprehended. In 2002, for example, a Chilean court demanded he answer questions about his role in the 1973 coup d'etat, okay? So he avoids going to Chile. In 2001, a French judge sent police officers to Kissinger's Paris Hotel um, to ask him, um, uh, formally request him about the coup during where several French citizens disappeared. And the other thing we need to understand is around the same time, um, uh, Kissinger also canceled a trip to Brazil because uh, there were rumors that were circulating that he was um, uh, stopped. Okay, uh, that 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 he would be stopped if he went to Brazil for his role in Operation Condor. What was Operation Condor? It was a 1970 scheme that brought together all the South American dictators. Right. Um, in helping them get rid of each other's exiled opponents. So that was Operation Condor. So one South American dictator who had some opponent he didn't like in his uh, country would then have that person disappeared using another dictator. This is the kind of shit that Kissinger got the United States people involved in. And then an Argentinian judge um, at that time had already made Kissinger uh, a potential defendant in a, in a future criminal indictment. But all of this, um, the media, the elites who own both wings of the media have worked very, very hard, particularly over the last 10 to 20 years to try to resurface this warmongering, um, war criminal as though he's some great statesman. Um, but the reality is Henry Kissinger is one of the most, um, biggest war criminals of the 20th century and who likes him? Not the rest of the world working people, surely not, who lost their sons and daughters in all these wars, but it's really the rich and the powerful across left and right. And that's his bipartisan appeal. And he was really the strategist for U.S. imperialism. And the reason the wealthy and the bougie people and the elites love him is because he expanded the empire for them. That's pretty much it. And where did Kennedy, where did Uh, Again, Kissinger start with Kennedy. Where did Kissinger start with Kennedy, and where did he really uh, build all of his ideas at the at the Harvard uh, at Harvard University? And it's no you know coincidence that Harvard University created in nineteen eighties the Kennedy School of Government, which is really a CIA think tank of the East. And out of that school, they also created the Belfer School. And it was a Belfer School, as I've shared with all of you, that is where the United States government got together with people from Britain and they created the backdoor portal, censorship portal in the United States. So all of Kissinger's strategy for the last 60 years was pointed at subjugating people all over the world. That same strategy now is coming back to the United States to subjugate the working people of the United States. That's what's going on. And the center point of that is right there, the Kennedy School. Okay. So the Kennedys are the ones who are like this with Kissinger? They're the ones who gave him his first limelight. And it's no coincidence that the Kennedy School at Harvard is a center of continued US imperialism, which used to be to subjugate people in other countries, but that same infrastructure, the the operating system of that is Henry Kissinger, which is about the end justifies means. We don't care about other people. We have a contempt for human life. That same infrastructure that we used, that not we, that they used to subjugate people across the world is now being brought back um, to subjugate people here. That's why the lawsuit that I did in 2020 was so historic, because it was our lawsuit that exposes infrastructure. Now you have the grifters running around trying to hide that, say, oh, yeah, we knew about this, but they don't really want to address this fundamental issue that Henry Kissinger is a complete scumbag. And he was brought to you initially by the Kennedys. Okay, and he is a institutionalized at Harvard and at the Kennedy School of Government. Okay, so some people say, why did they kill JFK and RFK? Well, look, um, you really have to go into this, and you have to do your own research. But look, the elites themselves have to have their own uh, feuds. Okay, it's like Mafia guy one is fighting against Mafia guy two. Why are you so concerned about that? They want you to get involved in mafia guy one and two. Why? You should be concerned about what happens to working people. So please, um, don't get involved in their feuds because they have nothing for you. Elon Musk is and meant someone said Soros. Elon Musk is the face of George Soros. It's easy to attack Soros. It's easy to attack the Clintons. It's easy to attack these open people. But the hard people, it's hard to attack, is a not so obvious establishment. So I hope today's talk has made it clear that Henry Kissinger is the face, the, the, the strategist, the, the demon behind this concept of bipartisanship that brought together the left and the right to screw over working people all over the world and screw over working people right here in the United States. And the front men for these people was Kennedy. Nixon, Johnson, and you go down the list, Reagan, etc. These are just the front actors. But the real mastermind is people like Kissinger, people like Fauci, who report up to their overlords. So the main takeaway from this is if you recognize that Fauci was around for 40, 50 years in the White House, Kissinger was around for 60 years. It is these people's thoughts, their masterminding demonic plans that really have influenced policy. And the chickens are coming home to roost in the United States is because those policies have affected the American people now. If you look at all these soldiers that were sent off to war to fight for the elites, many of them who come back are coming back with PTSD. And one person with PTSD affects a hundred people, causes stress around them. One person affects a hundred, it's quite enormous. So if you look at the health issues, the fact, as I started this talk, our entire campaign, Shiva for president, is based on the fact that the the life expectancy of every other industrialized nation is going like this. America is going like this. Why? Because the chickens have come home to roost. It is the policies of the left and right, the bipartisan policies of the left and right that are destroying the health of the American people. That's what's going on. So stop feeling, you know, concern and sympathy for the Kennedys or the Trumps or the Bushes or whoever the hell they are, whatever the flavors, start having sympathy for working people who were sent to fight these imperialist wars that gave them zero in return. And that's what I want every, all of you to think about. Okay. We you really have to start thinking about that. But most importantly, recognize that the movement for truth, freedom, and health. Our campaign, Dr. Shiva for President offers a solution, which is to engage you to build a bottoms up movement. And that bottoms up movement, where you become a leader, where you understand these dynamics of what it takes to build a movement and to get the tools, that's how we win. So um, support the campaign, Shiva for President. You can also go learn from the system I've created at Truth Freedom and Health. And I'm gonna play you a features video so you understand that we've created tools, practical tools, so you can become a Truth Freedom and Health Warrior Scholar. And if you don't want to do that, volunteer for the campaign. Get involved. So here you go. of them is a VA Shiva forum. Here you can start discussions. You can pose questions and meet others and have healthy debates. The other is VA Shiva social, where you can create your own profile, your own presence, like other major social media tools. However, it is independent of big tech. You can use VA Shiva social to interconnect with your fellow truth, freedom, health, warrior scholars, and build community beyond the education capability and the social media capability. The platform also enables you to take action by disseminating your knowledge on the ground and into your local online and offline communities. VA Shiva is fundamentally an enabling platform for you to get the truth, freedom, and health you deserve through education, technology, and activism. I hope you become a truth, freedom, and health warrior scholar today. Thank you. All right, everyone. In conclusion... It's about 1052 p.m. Just remember that uh, Henry Kissinger is a war criminal. He's not a saint. And the fact that he got the Nobel, quote unquote, peace prize pretty much says it all. Um, The elites left and right, quote unquote, bipartisanship. He was really the mastermind of all of this. He was brought in by the Kennedys. And it's important that we really set the record straight. This guy is not a good human being. Uh, He hates human beings. Um, He's really the Fauci of American foreign policy. Um, But as we leave tonight, just remember, for those of you who joined late, you can go uh, look at it again. But the the talk was Henry Kissinger, the Fauci of foreign policy. Please, um, you know, subscribe if you're on uh, YouTube or any of the other channels. uh, Click on notification. Click the like. Comment on this. That's the way we get around the censors because um, it's clear that they shadow ban us, uh, particularly after I started exposing Musk and particularly after our major lawsuit. So do your part, if you enjoy this video, to get the word out there. But most importantly, consider supporting our campaign, Shiva for President, and consider you becoming an active warrior by becoming a Truth, Freedom, and Health warrior, um, and go to truthfreedomhealth.com. If you want to um, uh, uh, come to an open house, I host every Thursday at 11 a.m., EST and 8 p.m. EST. Simply go to vashiva.com slash orientation and sign up. Anyway, everyone, I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, Be well. I hope everyone's having a good weekend and wherever you are. uh, Good night. Good morning. Good afternoon. Be well. uh, Be the light. Best to you and your families. Thank you.